My name is Priya. I'm 34. I'm a lady girl. And I'm single. And I have been for a while. And I want to know why. Why am I single? I'm enlisting the help of all sorts of people to help figure it out. In the first episode, we heard from my nearest and dearest about why they think I'm single, why they think they're single, and I contemplated a Harvard University study that found that happiness is connected to a person's close relationships and loneliness kills. Now, let's be clear. This is a Tom Hanks and big topic. The space goes down, down, baby, down, down the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet, don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa shimmy, shimmy, rock. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa shimmy, shimmy, rock. And by the end of this four-part series, we might have more questions and answers. Like, does being single have to mean I'm lonely? Or, I have heaps of quality close relationships. Why do I need to find love? Or, why must I hear this girl with a thick Indian accent talk about her barren spinster ways again? Look. I'm not going to be able to answer all of them. Hashtag get a therapist. We've got three more goes towards figuring out why I am single. This week, I spoke to two lovely ladies with experience dealing with people like me, midgets. JK, the relationship challenged. I spoke to a love coach and a professional matchmaker to ask them, why am I single? But first, I said I'd reveal a bit more about myself that might help answer that question. Perhaps there is a clue to why I'm single in my childhood or culture. I mean... That's where we all get our issues from, right? I had a dope upbringing. With a name like Priya, surprise, surprise, I was born of an arranged marriage, didn't eat beef, grew up in a dairy, and our folks worked multiple jobs to get us the latest kicks. Damn, Daniel. I didn't hang out with any other Indians, aside from my family growing up. And I didn't play hockey. Hand-eye coordination, coordination in general, is not my forte. But I wasn't like the other dairy owner daughters, for another reason too. From before I could walk till about 10, I was predominantly at the Ferguson's house down the street. Nolene and David and their five kids were my other family. Boothby Grove was where I had Sunday roasts and my first taste of beer. I guess, unlike other Indians I know, I had what was probably quite a white childhood. No wonder I'm not really like other Indian girls. Unless good Indian girls like gingers, sausage scissors and tui. So when I spoke to Rosie, she surprised me by talking about my culture. Be proud of your culture. At the end of the day, you've got something that, that most of us haven't got, you know, a, a heritage, something special that you you are and that you have that you can share with someone else. Portray that side of yourself. Rosie is a professional matchmaker and her service is about finding compatibility based on interests, requirements, as well as intuition. She has over 20 years experience matchmaking. Pretty interesting given that Indians have a tradition of the ultimate setup, arranged marriages. Side note, some of my favourite people have arranged marriages, but it's not for me. Unless, of course, my suitor is Aziz Ansari. Anywho, I asked whether she'd observed any patterns in the single people she'd helped, and she said... These days it seems to me that people have very, very high expectations of themselves and other people, and no idea they get disappointed, because, you know, there is a reality in all of it. That is, you know, you can't have everything, and you can't be everything, and, you know, especially women are expected to perform and be fantastic at their job and be mothers and be good wives, be everything, but it's impossible to be all good at all things at all times, but you have burnout. Uh, Life expects it, parents expect it, men expect it. I asked Rosie for some advice. 
she said. You know, it's all about making that connection uh, with somebody first off and finding something, a, a common link, common bond, common value. And over and beyond that, what more can you ask for? It's just all about that attraction factor, I think. And here is a tip for us ladies out there. And the feminine side too, which is really important because a lot of guys get sick of the girls who work in a pack, who don't seem to have any individuality, who don't seem to be feminine. They're just business people at the end of the day rather than be the female in the relationship. I thanked Rosie for her time and considered what she said at the very end of our chat. Be lighthearted on it. I also spoke to a master love coach, Adrian. She explained that coaching is a different process to counselling. She combines modern and ancient relationship philosophies with science. Adrian also mentioned my Indian heritage. Certainly the cultural background. I mean, I have two or three clients who have, like you, an, an Asian background. And, and the parents live in, an, in a Western environment, in a Western culture, and still the unconscious commitment to fulfill the family's values is, is very, very deeply embedded because there is something where you say, yeah, actually, as much as I would like to be with someone who is Pakeha, maybe, you know, if I think about the wishes and the desires of my family, being with someone who fits in this family is, is a big part of what's coming up for me. The question is, is that something that is priority for you or would you like to actually have that clarity that you say, no, I want to love that person that is absolutely right for me. Mm. And my family will hopefully support me in that, you know. Adrian picked up on the past 10 years. You have had a trauma that is really very profound. And I think that sets you up for a much more existential journey, um, meaning that you have a, a much greater, deeper perspective of life. Than mm. someone who hasn't had that trauma or that particular experience. So what I believe happened to you is that your, your focus probably for some time shifted. You were not particularly interested in sharing, you know, time with someone who takes time and energy from you. You were much, much more focused on supporting your family, moving on in life. And now 10 years later, you realize, my God, you know, it just didn't happen. But we'll cover more on that in a future episode. Adrian also touched on something I wondered about. Am I single because of my past relationships? I had my first crush when I was 10 years old on a boy with a rat's tail and a kinner named Harley. We rode our bikes to the backfield of Epony School and feasted on jet planes, twisties and toffee pops. I learned what it means to like someone more than a friend. Since then, I've been adored and have adored others. I've also experienced what it feels like to be second best. Second to another girl, second to friends, to alcohol, to family, or second to culture. One guy kicked the crap out of me physically and emotionally. Not to worry, it was just the one time and bruises heal. Another guy, he asked me to lick his eyeball. I wouldn't. And another one said, being with me? made him realise he should be with his ex. But know this, my love life has not been all sleet rain and storm clouds. Far from it. Through past relationships, I've found passion, joy, and above all, friendship. One ex taught me how to tie a tie, an important skill if you're a dapper gentleman like myself. Another ex's salami and cheese toasty recipe I hold dear. 
What I'm saying is I'm a better person for my past relationships, bad and good. And relationship-wise, it has been good. Adrian reminded me what this future man of mine needs to have. I think it's very important that you as a woman, particularly being so strong and independent and creative, you want to be recognized for that independent, strong being you are. And you want to find a partner who A, acknowledges that, B, accepts that as part of your existence and also supports you on your journey on, you know, because it's not just about getting married and maybe having some children and then the journey is over. You want fulfillment through being authentic in what is really, really your passion. Before you even get to ask, where is he? Who is he? What is that? You need to ask very, very specific questions to yourself. Maybe it's me. The professional matchmaker said, Firstly, have you listened to other people? Because that's the most important thing to do. You've got to listen to what other people say to you. Are you actually taking consideration that maybe you are too big? I don't know anything about you. I'm just being the devil's advocate here. Um, And maybe you are. Maybe I am. But I'm going to cover that in a future episode of Why Am I Single? Now is the bit where I ask two people who get it to try to explain it to me. My good friends, Mo and Phil. What is love? Love is just two people who have met at the right time, who have been around the block a few times and know what they don't want, know what they do want, and they just happen to both want the same thing at the same time for the same amount of time. And that's not very romantic, but I just don't think it's as magical as everyone thinks it is. It's just good timing. And I kind of wish Dawson had a got with Joey, not Pacey. I know! <laughs> what the fuck was that about? This week's sponsor is the collective known as Friends of Prayer. Special mention to the fucker friends from Nanai College who have given her use of their spare rooms, make her sangria, and provide safe harbour from stinky ex-boyfriends. The Gritty Beaver crew who are full of best of British humour and never make a single girl feel out of place, even amongst their happily ever afters. And the Wickles girls. Turns out that the girls that used to sell books and stationery together, stay together. I couldn't do life, and apparently this podcast, without y'all. And to all my lovely, kind and clever co-conspirators that don't fit into one of those groups, you know who you are. I thank you too. Thank you to this week's contributors, wonderful Rosie of matchcompany.co.nz and kind Adrian of lovecoach.co.nz and talented Jane Joyce for the artwork. Music by the sexual chocolate that is Diego Frade with his cover of The Exponents, Why Does Love Do This To Me? Handsome James Player's cover of Ten Guitars with musical flourishes from Mariah Carey, Tom Hankson Big and Paula Cole. Join me next time when I consult the tarot, get hypnotised and ask spirit to help me answer the question... Why am I single? As always, please don't sue me, Matt Groening. Thank you. Come again.